0: Welcome to the Rural Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Larson. This week, we're with Nicole Fuger of Missouri River Outfitters in Fort Benton, Montana. Nicole started as a guide for Missouri River Outfitters when she was 19, has worked for them every summer since, and always dreamed of someday owning the company. That dream came true four years ago, and she has created a great life around this very special part of Montana. She's sharing how she's bringing in new ideas and taking the company even further and bringing a true Montana experience to her customers. So here we go with Nicole Future. All right, well, we're here with Nicole Future of Missouri River Outfitters in Fort Benton, Montana. Nicole, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Of course, I'm excited to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about you. Are you a native Montanan?
1: I am a native Montanan. Um, I grew up in Billings, Montana, but have family roots in both Red Lodge and Circle, Montana. So sort of a wide range of Montana from mountains to prairies is what I'd call it.
0: I love it. Have you always had a love for the outdoors? I have. I sort of grew up in the outdoors.
1: I grew up in a pretty active family. Um we never missed a year backpacking since i was 6 years old so it was always something outside uh very fortunate to grow up with that family and activities
0: yeah for sure montana is a great place for that <laughs> yep well tell us about the history of missouri river outfitters and at what point you got involved with them
1: okay yeah i would love to so missouri river outfitters started as a group of teachers and They had this super long name. It was Upper Missouri River Keelboat Tour Company, something of that. Okay. Um, But they started off with these ridiculous barrel boats. So some of our older listeners might know what those look like, maybe some of our younger listeners. But what they are is you take old barrels, literally old metal barrels, and tie wood to the top of them. And that was your original. boat um so I have some great photos of that actually in one of them they're like skinning a goose probably what they're going to eat for dinner (laughs) so this started in
0: 1961
1: okay and um that group of men were a motley crew to say the least But they were very fortunate that one of their first customers wrote an article for New York Times Magazine. And he just glorified this trip and the true coming out West experience. And so from there, they got a ton of publicity, uh, barrel boats and all. (laughs) So that's sort of how it started. And then from there, um, one of the gentlemen branched off and started his own, which is now present-day Missouri River Outfitters, um, which started in 1965, um, but the name was official in 1970. He built these massive, I want to call them barges. They were a lot nicer, all enclosed, they had gear cubbies under the seat. Um, I actually had his son working for me not too long ago. And his son uh, started tearing up when he came to the old warehouse where I store my gear. And he described watching his father, <clears throat> Bob Singer, build these boats and how, how much it meant to him to see the shop and just so, some of those memories. So from there, um, he did tours for quite a while until he sold to a gentleman named Larry and Bonnie Cook. And they took the company really far. Um, They had Stephen Ambrose on their tours. And they were invited to the White House to a banquet with Stephen Ambrose. And it was a big company. Um, They had two of those big gear barges, and they would fit about 30 people per boat. Wow. Um, So, of course, this was during the bicentennial as well, so the whole river blew up. Um, At that time, they were also doing canoe tours as well. Okay. The next owners were Mike and Meredith Gregston. They owned a river company called Adventure Bound Canoe. And they were out of Lewistown, Montana, and they just pretty much did boat rentals and shuttles. And then they bought a little storefront or a little kiosk, is what I'll call it, down at Judith Landing and were selling um, bison burgers and ice cream for when people got off the river. And they also did pretty well for themselves. So when Larry and Bonnie Cook got out of the business or wanted to retire, they uh, offered. Uh, the business for Mike and Meredith to purchase. So they did that. And from there, they actually sold the big gear boats because you needed a pilot's license to run them on the river. So going, uh, I'll just backtrack a little bit. I hope I'm not hopping around too much. Oh, no, it's good. It's fascinating. Um, but with that pilot's license, Bonnie and Larry Cook also had their pilot's license. So I believe Bonnie got hers in Seattle, and it is a long course, really hard to acquire. The testing you go through is pretty significant, Um, but she was probably the first female on this side of the Mississippi to have her pilot's license, probably, not 100%, but 100% we can say the first female on Missouri to be a river pilot, which is big enough in and of itself. Um, so anyways, backtracking to Mike and Meredith, they did sell those boats and they continued running the company. I started when I was 19, uh, working for them (laughs) and, uh, just happened to be calling around looking for a summer job. And they said, yes. And, um, All the guides were very skeptical of the first trip I came down the river and never meeting me. Uh, But Mike reassured them that I sounded healthy on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my interview process. And that's how it all started. So uh, from there, I guided for them. And I bought the company four years ago uh, at the young age of 28. But I always knew that I wanted to own this company. And so here I am. Uh, This is my fourth season. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So you actually were a teacher too then. And is it something that you continued to do in the summers?
1: Um, I was a teacher. I taught special education for four years. I absolutely loved it. I taught at Bryant School in Helena and also up the Bitter Valley at a little school called Lone Rock. Um, unfortunately I do not teach anymore just because this job is so demanding that I need some time Yeah, (laughs) where I'm not go, go, go. And teaching is also a very demanding job. Um, but this year I do plan to help out at the school more here in town. Um, probably not a full-time teaching job. I'd rather be a paraeducator and just spend more time with the students, but yeah. That's great.
0: Tell us a little bit, now that you own the company, what kind of trips do you offer and what can people expect?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I love to give people that true Montana experience. Um, so my trips range from about eight to 15 guests. Each trip has a guide ratio of one to five or one to four guests, according to Uh, Guide experience. Uh, Guide experience, I have a ton of guides that have over five years experience that I'm so, so proud of. Uh, They do their own history and research over the winter. We're constantly having book studies and that kind of stuff. uh, And they take pride in their job. So I'm very fortunate to have the guides I do. Um, On our trips, we, we use canoes. Um, Guides and guests will be paddling canoes. Uh, We believe in quiet waters, so we don't run any gear boats or anything like that. Uh, The guests do actually have gear in their canoe, but that helps with canoe stability as well. Uh, Empty boat always feels a little tippier. Um, Our trips range from three to six days on the water they take you through different sections of the river there's the white cliff the iconic white cliff section which is coal banks to judith landing then you have the badlands which are actually like i describe them as everything is a little bit bigger um you see wildlife bighorn sheep the landings are a little bit more tenacious the mud is a little more the the foliage is more, pretty much everything is bigger um, and can be tenacious or what Lewis and Clark experienced on the lower river. So we offer a three and a four day trip through the White Cliff section, and then we offer a four day trip through the lower river or the Badlands, or we combine the two and offer a six day trip package. Our trips all have. Well, we pretty much call them glamping because our customers go down in canvas tents with cots. Um, I also make all the food from scratch. I try to stick to local cuisine. So things like kamut, uh, red wheat, uh, local barley, um, local meat, uh, all that good stuff I try to stick to. So um, yeah, just really giving people that. Montana feel.
0: That sounds amazing. So, you mentioned that this was a company that you had always wanted to buy. What made you fall in love with the company? Oh man.
1: Every year I've been with this company, I feel like I've just dug deeper and deeper into why I love it more. Um, it definitely started off with the scenery and the customers that I got to be around. Just wonderful people enjoying life. I got to be on everyone's vacation. You just can't ask for much better than that. <laughs> That's true. Uh, my clients were also, I'd say my average age is about 60 to 65. So by that point in life, I, I love hearing their life story, their experiences. Um, I mean, I could write a book on people's stories that just blow me away. Um, but to be honored, it's so honoring to be able to just be that little part of their life, just that little piece. Also, being able to share something that I'm so passionate about and the history on that river is huge. The more I dig in, the the bigger it becomes. Um, it's just a little hidden gem in this area that A lot of Montanans don't even know about. But once they see it, they're shocked that they didn't know. I also, I feel like this river and this job has raised me in a way. Like at 19, you you sort of know or think you know who you are and what you want. uh, But then throughout life, the river was always my constant. So, yeah.
0: So have you worked for the company every summer since you were 19? Yes. I love
1: that. Yep. So I under the stars almost every week on a guided trip. Yep.
0: That's amazing. Well, when you bought the business, did you decide to make any changes or was it in a place that you were like, this works for me?
1: Oh, I've made a lot of changes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I am constantly working. I'm sort of a doer. But with that said, um, the company never really had a logo or the website. I updated all of that. Um, I've updated a lot of the equipment, the gear, rotated out guided stuff that's now Rent and Shuttle instead, got rid of a ton of stuff, Um, and then just the process in which I book people and... um, I've made it more efficient for me, I guess I should say, especially doing all the rent and shuttle in the area on top of guided trips. It's a lot. Uh, With that said, my future goal um, is to start building a storefront. And at that point, uh, definitely promoting and running more day trips, um, either guided or do-it-yourself packages. Um, This year, we're going to start doing some moonlight floats Or sunset floats, which I'm really looking forward to doing that and just adding little things every year.
0: How many months out of the year do you have trips available?
1: Guided trips start at June 1st and end September 14th. Uh, Rent and shuttle starts pretty much whenever the weather clears. Mm -hmm. I get a really brave group from MSU Bozeman that comes down they're usually my first trip on the water Um, and they are usually mid to end of April wow and then I go all the way till November for rent and shuttle okay yeah
0: well COVID has pushed a lot of us towards the outdoors and recreational activities so have you noticed a shift in your business because of that I truly have
1: uh, beginning of COVID, I was worried about what would happen. I started off the year with quite a few guided trips, probably the most I've ever had. They were filling up really fast. I had a lot of trips that was at max capacity. I foresaw saw a completely full season and pushing people into the next year for guided trips. Rent and shuttle is always a big question mark because people don't uh, book as far ahead. Mm-hmm. But when COVID did hit, I did cancel quite a few trips. Um, But luckily, with that all said, uh, after COVID, and it's not over yet, but after the state opened up its 14-day self-quarantine for out-of-staters, I have uh, gotten hit pretty hard with rent and shuttle, and then guided trips are, are booking up really fast again so it feels good to be booking um but also like a lot of us feel right now in the workforce we went from this lull uh, straight back to craziness and <laughs> it's great to see it is
0: well that's good do you have to do a lot of like sanitizing and stuff or do you kind of leave that up to the people coming no we've taken quite a few precautions
1: um Things like every private auto, all my drivers are wearing masks sanitizing the vehicles before and after. Uh, Van shuttles, we have limited numbers so we can only have so many people in a van. Uh, The drivers are required to wear masks, passengers are uh, encouraged to, and then we are sanitizing the vehicle before and after as well. We've always thoroughly washed equipment, so I'm not too worried about that. That's been a procedure that's been in place for quite some time. As for guided trips, we're also being a lot more cautious, smaller numbers in vans. Um, You know, we're focusing a lot of attention on food prep, wearing masks, uh, sanitary, 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 which I feel like we've always been pretty sanitary, but it's just brought it to the next level. on the river, we've been pretty clean, but at this point, there's no shared equipment. So when I say that, each customer will be receiving like colored tape, and that's the tape that they put on all their stuff. So meaning they touch their paddle, they get the same paddle. same with their chairs, same with their um, their life jacket, pretty much everything out there that's that they're touching they get to use again and again.
0: Okay. So how much gear do people get to take with them? I mean, you're going for several days at a time. Right.
1: People usually just come with their personal
0: items. I encourage people
1: to bring as much gear as they think they might need. And then we do a meet and greet before the trip. And we talk about, um, you know, how to downsize or what's really important to pack. They get a pack list before they come. At the meet and greet, we hand them a big dry bag to put all their stuff in. And also inside that is a sleeping bag and a pillow that we provide. So it's pretty much whatever they can fit. And then after that, they need to to decide what stays or goes. But you definitely don't need an outfit for each day. Um, Yeah, it's a lot simpler way of life out there.
0: What advice would you have for someone wanting to start a business or take over an existing business like you did? Oh, man, that's so hard because I just got really lucky.
1: I know the owners really well. Um, I would say know the business through and through before you buy it. I was really fortunate to have a mother as an accountant that gave me the go with uh, price stuff. She deals with all what's coming in. But my biggest advice for anyone buying a business is pay it off as soon as you can. Uh, business owner, you should know that you just aren't in it to make money for quite a chunk of time. (laughs) You're in it for the long haul. So with that said, you take as little as you can from the company and put back in as much as you can. And then just wait it out because it does get better once you have things paid off. But Line things up on a spreadsheet, know exactly where you're at before you start.
0: That's good. This business is very customer experience focused. So, how do you make that a priority? And, you know, is that something that you really focus on with your guides? Yes.
1: Um, I think it just sort of comes natural. Mm -hmm. My guides. You know, even every time I ask them, what do you enjoy about being a guide out there? And the guests are on the top of the list. I think to be a guide, you have to enjoy people and enjoy hearing about their stories. And it's so customer oriented here, mainly because we actually do love our customers. River people are great people we've learned. And it doesn't get much better than that.
0: Well, how long have you lived in Fort Benton and what do you love about this community?
1: Yeah, I love Fort Benton. Just like the business, it's it's grown on me more and more. Uh, this is my fourth year, so I didn't move here until I bought the company. Um, I was really nervous moving to a small community. I didn't really know what to think. I knew I was an outsider, especially coming into a rural Montana community like Fort Benton and when I say outsider I mean I was just the anomaly that uh, owns a river company. I don't quite fit into rural way of life but the cool thing is is, uh, since I bought the company I've learned more and more how to fit into that way of life and I love the people of this town. Everyone's friendly Driving down the back roads, you always get that Montana one-finger wave uh, or two-finger wave It's just saying hello. But Fort Benton, I especially during COVID and during all the things that are happening in our world, Fort Benton is just so nice because it's a slow pace of life. We don't see a lot of that ick here, mainly because we're just not in the middle of it. We're sort of an outlier and do our own little thing. Everyone everyone looks out for each other here um gosh it's just a great community to be in and i feel a lot of places around the united states are missing that community feel and moving here has reminded me of how important that is
0: that's so good with more people getting outdoors this summer just because of covid this is maybe new for some people so what would you say to someone who's just starting to get into the outdoor and recreational world?
1: Oh, just jump right in, but uh, do your research first. <laughs> <laughs> so, anybody getting into the outdoor world, um, you know, try to surround yourself by friends that also do that. People can teach you a lot. Um, come in with an open mind and an adventurous spirit. Nothing's going to go according to plan because nothing's in your hands once you're in nature. So with that all said, you know, for anybody starting out on river trips, there's a river etiquette out there. Just be conscientious of the area you're in other river goers, nature, all that good stuff. Um, but to start off, just do it. I mean, just know what you're getting into start little, get bigger as you go.
0: Well, what's next for you and for Missouri River Outfitters?
1: (laughs) Oh gosh, right now I'm just all focused on getting that storefront started one of these times. Um, Definitely have pushed that back with hoping this year, but next year probably, and I have more time to plan now. So really looking forward to that.
0: And if people want to go on a tour, how do they get in touch with you? And how do we follow along with what you have going on? Yeah, so to book a trip, uh, simply go to our website. It's uh,
1: www.mroutfitters.com. And there are contact pages at the end of each uh, link that you go to. Simply send us an email or give me a call. I love talking to people on the phone. I do it all day long. Uh, Enjoy that personal contact. Also to follow along and to see what we're doing, what's going on on the river. We have a Facebook and an Instagram page that keeps things up to date. Uh, I have fun things out there like guide bios, um, just pictures from each trip we're on. And yeah, easy to follow us.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, we will link to all that in the show notes. Nicole, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This has been great.
1: I appreciate it, Dana.
0: Well, I love how Nicole has embraced the community in Fort Benton and how the community has embraced her. Be sure to check out the show notes for some amazing photos of what you can expect to see on the Missouri River Outfitters trips and follow along to see Nicole's vision of the storefront come to life. Also, we're asking everyone to take a minute and complete our Live Rural survey. No matter where you live, rural, urban, or somewhere in between, your input matters and will help us gather some important insights. Go to ruralrevival.co slash live rural survey, and I promise it will only take a minute. Huge thanks to Nicole for being on the podcast, and thanks to you for tuning in as we record these podcasts remotely. We hope to be back out on the road soon, but until then, stay healthy and safe, and have a great day, everybody.